Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Biz Talk for TikTok. Today I have a very, very special episode because we're talking about birds. I know that sounds weird. A lot of you come to my podcast every week and talk about TikTok, but we're talking about these really cool bird accounts that are blowing up and are building some epic communities you can take these conversations away and apply it to your own personal channels or even businesses. There's going to be some key tips in here that you can apply to anything. So in the studio today, I have three awesome bird owners. We have Gizmo's mom, Emily, aka my beautiful wife. (laughs) We have Cindy, the mom of Cosmo. And we have Bruce, the dad of Cuber. All these birds are African greys. And we're going to be talking about their experience, how they acquired these birds, and what we're doing over on TikTok with them. So, Bruce, Cindy, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Let's talk about the origin story of each of the pets. So, Cindy, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about Cosmo. How old is she? And how did you get Cosmo? Cosmo's nine years old. She just had a birthday last week. As everybody knows, we had a huge birthday party. <laughs> Cosmo's birthday's going by. Oh, it's going to say happy birthday. <gasps> yep. <laughs> uh, Cosmo came into our life six years ago. Now, we were called eight and a half years ago from a relative of my husband's and asking if we would take an African gray from her that she just got just in case anything happened. She was in her early 50s. So we thought, yeah, why not? The woman has no children to inherit to the children. Because when you have these animals, these African greys or parrots, they can live up to 60s to 80 years. Mm-hmm. She chose us because we have kids ourselves. We have grandchildren and everything like that. It makes sense. Not thinking that anything's going to happen to her in the near future. Right. Now, Unfortunately, uh, not even three years later, she had a stroke and then eventually passed on. Oh, wow. And we're way too busy to keep care of uh, Cosmo. And she came into our lives that way. Bless. With that sense. Oh, and I love it. There was a struggle because African greys do not like change at all. Mm-hmm. And it took her a while to get used to my husband, to her family. She took to me about an hour after she arrived at our place. Oh. <laughs> Or she's my bird. <laughs> exactly. All right, Bruce, talk to me about Qbert. What's Qbert's story? And when well, did you get him? I've had Qbert now about three years. He's 13. I got him from the Iowa Parrot Rescue. Uh, I went there just to visit. I'd seen him on their Facebook page and it's like, oh, I want to go check this bird out and check out the rest of the birds at the rescue. I went there and I met him and we clicked just like that. Like instantly, I was like, I want this bird so bad. He chose me while I was there. He Mm. flew right to me. He was just chilling on my shoulder. I was like, this is so cool. It turned out that somebody had already claimed him for adoption. They had to come back for him or whatever. So I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. And I was on a road trip. This rescue is about three hours from where I live. And I was on a road trip. So I wasn't going to be able to get him that day regardless. And that's a bummer, but it is what it is. And I left to finish out the road trip and I got about an hour or so away. And the guy that runs the rescue, Mike, he calls me and he's like, Hey, the people that were going to adopt Kubert just called me. And they said that they changed their mind because he's too flighty. He doesn't like to stay in one spot for very long. He likes flying laps around the room. 
He's not very obedient, which anybody going to get a bird of any type, let alone an African gray, knows there's really no such thing as obedience with them. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of the reason why I liked him so much was his personality. I was like, are you still interested? It's like, absolutely. I went back two days later and picked him up and brought him home with me. Oh, I love that. I love that. I want to dive more into that once we hear Gizmo's story about, I think rescuing is such an important mm-hmm. piece of this as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I love how all four of us share that story of rescuing one, not buying one from a baby. But Em, talk to me about Gizmo's story. We got a Jende Konya and fell in love with birds. And we was uneducated back then and we chose to go to a pet store which I would never, ever do in my life again. We fell in love with birds, and then I was like, I want to rescue one bird. So I went through the parrot club, and we got in contact with this couple, and they were rehoming their macaws, and they had 16 huge parrots. We narrowed it down to three. They were green-winged, and they were blue and gold ones. But there was one in particular that we loved. And then in the background, in another room, we could hear this whistling. And we're like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's Gizmo. He's aggressive. He's not for adoption. He's just not safe for children. So we're like, can we just go and have a look? So we did. And yes, he looked aggressive. He was pacing. He was growling. So we went home. We thought about it. And we're like, let's go back. We chose this call and we wanted another visit just to make sure. So we went back and in the background again, I heard this singing and I'm like, can we just have one more look at him? And they're like, yeah. So we did. And again, he was growling. He said a few words. And their words to me was, if you want a, a bird in a cage that talks, he's good, but you won't get him back in. He's aggressive. So we went home and we both looked at each other and we were like, we need Gizmo. So I phoned him up and we went back that day and got him. And I've only had him since April, but he has been so down to just trust. Mm-hmm. I, I let him make every single move. I didn't pressure him in anything. We left him in his cage for two weeks so he could get used to us. But every single move has been his move and it's really paid off for us. And he is the most loving, cheeky, funny boy. And he has helped me with every form of my loneliness, my depression, everything. He's my absolute world. He's my best friend. What you just mentioned there is a good example. And we'll talk more about the TikTok side in a second. But I love the fact that we all share the same thing. And I think a misconception of people who wanting to get birds specifically, they think, oh, if I adopt one, it might not bond to me or know who I am or have that connection or maybe they have bad habits and they won't be able to break those but clearly between all three of your stories that didn't happen you were able to make a connection with these birds even though they were homed at another point in their life and same with how Gizmo was known to be very aggressive but to all of us sure he's tried to bite us a few times but any bird will do that regardless of how good or great they are. It just shows that people who are interested in birds really look to rescue them. You have so much time. They live almost your whole lifetime, depending on the bird. So you have a lot of time to build that trust and build that bond. We heard the origin story of these three amazing birds, but this podcast is about TikTok. So I'd love to talk about that because these birds have been having so much success over there, not only with their followers, but 
the social side of it, the community side of it, because we all have been going live. When did that start? Was it you, Bruce, that kind of kicked that off? And did you find Cindy along the way or was it opposite where Cindy, did you find Bruce? How did that work? If I remember correctly, one of Cosmo's videos came across my FYP and I reach out to Cindy. Oh my God, I love your bird. Let's do a duo live. It was one of the videos where Cosmo was either talking about Carol Baskins or something like that. And I was like, I want to do like a duo live with this bird. This would be hilarious. I did lives on Saturday afternoons or something with Hubert Mm -hmm. just for fun, play some music and chat with people. And I was like, it'd be fun to do a duo live. It'd be funny to have a couple birds on there. We did that for what, about a year, Cindy? Yeah, actually. Yeah, a little little more than a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That we went duo live, that our birds actually connected. Yeah, yeah, they connected quick. And then all of a sudden, Cosmo's going, hey, Cubert, want to go live? Live, Cubert. And uh, giving him nicknames and everything. And (laughs) then uh, I saw... In other countries, the TikTok had that six box option. And I was like, oh my, how hilarious would it be? Because I know personally, maybe just because I'm a bird brain, how funny it would be for me to be scrolling my FYP. And instead of seeing six people in there, you just see six birds. Right. Like, that's hilarious. So I told Cindy, I was like, as soon as that's available for us, we need to do that. So we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. It finally became available. And it's like, all right, so now we got to get some other people on board. And it took a little while. The first couple of times it was like what me, you, and usually one or two other random people. And then, yeah, yeah. somebody's like, oh, you got to get Gizmo and Cairo. And I was like, oh yeah, we got to reach out to them and get them on this live. That's so cool. So you were doing this for a year or this started evolving into more birds coming in. Yeah. Not quite regularly, like uh, a couple of times a week, usually. We would go a couple times a week. At first, yeah. when Cosmo first met Hubert, you could see a connection after a couple times. Right. And yeah. I'm home and I'm recording her. And then she starts saying, I want to go live. And then she starts going, Hubert, cute pie, cute bomb. <laughs> She's coming up with all these cute little nicknames. <laughs> I'm recording it and I'm sending them over to Bruce. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Right. So. Right. With this, I knew that she had a connection with Cubert, or she wouldn't be talking about him. You know, exactly. It it had to be a thing where these guys had to at least a couple times, I think, during a week that we would get together just for them to have a connection. After a while, it was like it would be fun when you seen this. There was like six lives out, one live when it comes out, and it was a great idea. No, it's super cool. Like these birds are so intelligent that. Why not? We communicate via technology, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't they? They have the brain power to understand and think. So why couldn't they be able to use technology as well and connect with other birds? And it's proof. There's proof of concept here that this works because our bird as well always says, you want to go live? You want to go live? We go live in a bit, okay? Thank you. Hello. You want to go live? And he says Cuber. He said Cosmo before and he interacts. He says carrots now because of Cosmo. So clearly it's working. They're being able to communicate between each other and see each other. And it's so cool how technology is not only helping enrich our lives, but also our pets. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Even though that they're not in with each other, but they're seeing each other easily. 
and hearing each other every day that they themselves, I think it's a good mental health for them because <laughs> I find becoming a flock, like coming together. Yeah. 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 Cosmo, every night she will go up on her perch where I do a live and she'll somehow know the time. She'll go on that perch and wait to go live with her friends. Aww. Right? It's so funny how they actually have that because Gizmo, he gets excited, even though sometimes he's quiet. Anybody who's listening that has birds will understand that they don't talk all the time. Sometimes they have right. quiet times and, yep. and things, but he still is learning. And sometimes birds that aren't talking, like sometimes Qbert doesn't, sometimes Cosmo, they're just taking that in and they're just learning mm-hmm. from each other and letting their fellow bird friend have their moment of fame on there. Um, but what's, <laughs> what is really fun is what I love about this community is the fact that so many people rotate through in these lives and everybody has the ability. And what I loved is that there's a lot of people out there who their content isn't about their birds, but they're bird lovers, right? They just, they <laughs> love them. But having this live experience is allowing them to share that part of their life and sharing their pet, even though their content isn't about that. I love that fact that our community, we're just like, Hey, you come, come in and be able to experience that. And there's been so many new faces and different pets there's been chickens there's been ducks and there's been all <laughs> kinds of birds on there <laughs> turkeys <laughs> raccoons <laughs> right and there was a I fish was, yeah the fish <laughs> oh yeah the fish during that battle that one day yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah and I love that aspect of it, though, that we all get to share the, the love for it, regardless of our content. I'd like to bring in a couple things about TikTok. But I think for people who are listening and how this could make sense is that lives are a good example of how to bring other parts of yourself into there and sharing with your community because our community is building with all kinds of people just because we share that love of birds and it's really fun to, to see it grow and these lives when i'm talking these lives are successful i'm telling you these are very successful bruce you have some statistics what are some of the views when the live ends and it says how many viewers have been on what are some of the top numbers that you have seen these lives get the best ever we did was fifty-seven thousand viewers for the entire live it peaked at uh, about 1400 before uh, it magically got capped and everybody got booted out. That was the highest one altogether over the last 28 days. I checked prior to, to last night, we're sitting at just under 400,000 total viewers. The best part is, at least in my mind, is the average watch time. Back when we were doing the duo lives or did individual lives, if you had two or 3,000 people roll through, the average watch time would be like 30 seconds or so. Right. Yeah. Last night's live, the average watch time was like eight minutes, which wow. I don't know compared to other lives. That seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Very, like, you know, it's very rare for me to hang out in a live for that long. I might keep jumping back and forth, but to sit there and just watch a live for like 10 minutes, it's TikTok. You're used to 15 second bites of entertainment before you go on to the next thing. It's pretty cool that we're keeping people in there, especially for the average watch time to be as high as seven minutes. I think it's because there's six birds there and if three out of four are not talking, there's always that's the yep, good math. Three out somebody, of three. One of Someone us. is always entertaining. And if they're not talking, then we are. And we're interacting and we're answering questions. So I think that's a good point as well. 57,000 people in one live is a lot. And 400,000 people coming in over the course of a month is a lot. There's a lot of really big creators. And I know this for a fact that we're blowing them out of the water 
for one, it captures people's attention for sure because they're like, what the hell is this? A bird meeting with so many people, you know? They, <laughs> and, and they come in and then they realize how fun they are. But mm-hmm. also I think really our group is really good too. Like everybody here is really good about being really respectful to our communities and answering people's questions. And I think people appreciate that. So they stick around and these people come back and there's a lot of people that are in these communities that don't have birds themselves, but yeah. now become huge fans of just wanting to be a part of it. The best part of it, what I love, and I think the watch time has a lot to say to this is, you know, Cindy, you mentioned about mental health before, but I think this community is not only helping our birds' mental health by being interactive with others and building that flock, but we're building a flock ourselves as humans. Because when I'm in the chat, I am paying attention to what people are saying and the amount of people every single day on these lives saying, I come here to relax or get away. And this helps reduce my anxiety. This helps my mental health. This has helped my mood. And people are building friends. And uh-huh. That's where I think is yeah. so much power in this is like the mental health aspect is huge. How many times mm-hmm. do we see that like, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, at least a few dozen times during every live. And that's just what I see when, especially when they get really busy and those comments are flying by, you still see that this is so good for my mental health. This is my way of escaping reality for a little while. And did I just walk into the bird zoom meeting? And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, you, if you recall this, Bruce, I think you guys were in there too, Emily and Kyle. I think it was one of the first bird zooms with the six. A couple of days into it, there was a discussion with the viewers about how this is helping their mental health. They were talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How important yeah. it was that they're loving this and that they're coming out of their zone and that they're meeting new friends. And they're all discussing it about how it's helping them. Not just yep. the bird. Absolutely. And was it not yesterday, but the day before where I was about a half hour late starting it. Yeah, when I got out of the live, as soon as I noticed what time it was and got it started, when I got out of the live, I had so many DMs. Where are you at? Where are you at tonight? It's like, oh no, we're creating an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> but I am too. Like if, if, even if it wasn't in the lives, I'd be sitting there watching too. Cause that's what I do. I leave the room, sit there on my tablet and just watch. And a lot of times I get lost just watching all of them. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be taking notes. <laughs> it's absolutely I, also, true. I also get, you guys probably get it too. It's like inbox. Thank you mm-hmm. for doing that. Yep. It's how much it's helping them or that they really enjoy it. And that this is their after work or after school or whatever thing, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank yous goes a long way. It makes me feel yeah, that you're bringing true value. And also our awesome moderators, because most yeah. people don't realize that in order to sometimes get our birds to talk, we have to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't talk when you leave the room and then people come on, why aren't they talking? Why aren't they talking? And then you've got this amazing community of our friends now that have become mm-hmm. moderators that know everything about every single bird yeah. you know <laughs> Some of them i want not my bird than i do uh, me too i'm like <laughs> i need them to moderate my light yes it would be awesome <laughs> if they could just organize my day and i want to thank them because without them half the time i'm like hiding and mm-hmm. they're answering every single question because Before I had moderators, I used to feel really awkward and I used to feel rude to the viewers because I don't know what they're saying because I haven't got a second account because I've only got the one device. 
So I can't see. So I walk away. And it's good when Kyle's here because we both hide together and he's answering questions while we're hiding. But I love that part of this live as well and all the people that are helping make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think you made a good point for people listening is having that community piece, but giving people roles, regardless of what you're doing, if you're talking about birds or you're talking about business or your consumers, your audience, people is giving them a role to be a part of this and showing appreciation, like us seeing people come in and they're really good at answering the chat, us just saying, hey, do you want to help? be a moderator it makes them Mm -hmm. feel like there's a special place for them that they're Mm -hmm. part of this community more so and and it really is just as simple as giving them that attention to say we appreciate you being a moderator just that aspect alone anybody that's growing personal brand or business just needs to take that piece in is that this bird group is really fundamentally leading how to build communities and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to do this podcast is that's something that most people lack is the community aspect whereas Mm -hmm. this bird group is all about community and therefore you're seeing success you're not worried really about views or followers because you have that community and that's really the core and it grows over time because now people consume content and they're like that was so cute and maybe they share it amongst a couple people but Mm -hmm. when you're part of a community i bet you a lot of these members talk about it all day to their friends they're sharing it and that's the difference between sharing this hey watch this cute video of cosmo talking about carol baskin but really going out and just being like (laughs) you guys have to come on these lives you have to be a part of this you have to see this and they're going to be fans for life. I promise these core group of people. And it's growing. I see new people coming in and then sticking around. And then yeah. more new people coming in, sticking around, and then mm-hmm. building. And now these people are talking. And I wanted to mention, too, how fun is it? Our UK audience is really big. Yes. And <laughs> how many are we're up at like 4 o'clock in the morning for them? Like, go to bed. Cuber, <laughs> tell them. Go to bed. Tell Jilly. Go to bed. <laughs> It's amazing to see that the community from the UK, it's like 4.30 in the morning for them. And they come up every day. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's like. Before they join our live. We were doing the 7 p.m. Central Time live every night. I'm going to have to start doing one early in the morning for me or early afternoon. So some of the UK guys and other people in that part of the world can come in and watch too and not have to be awake at three o'clock in the morning. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it's crazy the amount of people who've had birds from definitely every continent in Mm -hmm. there. Maybe not every country yet, but pretty soon it probably will be. Exactly. I I think most of the countries in Europe, we've had at least one bird in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not for very long. And it's so cool meeting everybody from all over the world. Even if you don't understand what the other host is saying, it's pretty cool watching a bird speak German or Dutch or, you know. (laughs) Exactly. I know when you're saying, Kyle, about people like the lives and everything like that, I recall people saying almost every day, I use a gizmo quote today with my friends. I use what Kubert has done with my friend. <laughs> I've done what Cardful has said with my friend. And it's like a, an everyday thing, what they quote the birds. <laughs> if uh, Netflix notices an uptick in uh, rewatches of uh, Tiger King, they ought to be cutting uh, Osmo a check. <laughs> <laughs> How many people have came in there and said, who's Carol Baskins? And tell them, it's like, look up Tiger King on uh, Netflix. You know, not everybody watched it. I, I honestly, I never watched a single second of it. 
I knew at the addicted. Just having your head to the ground, and you're going to hear about Carol Baskins and Joe Exotic, but I never watched the show. But there's probably been a, at least a mild uptick in uh, people watching the Tiger King again because of Cosmo, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and let's let's actually mention that because he's following Cosmo now. Let talk to me about that, Cindy. The boy Exotic <laughs> on Instagram. I said to Maggie a long time ago, like she, she comes back with old sayings, right? I text them through Instagram. Like I would say about 10 months ago, he never responded. So I sent him a new one from just recently, how she's catching up again for what her old sayings are. And he started following Cosmo. <laughs> and then <laughs> if I could put on there, better to say free Joe exotic or Arden Joe or something like that. <laughs> So funny. Carol Baskin. Free Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And it's funny. Got it from watching the Tiger King when we're put it on Netflix and you just keep on watching it, watching it, watching it. Well, I guess it was too much for her (laughs) because all he said is after Carol Baskin this or whatever. And she picked it up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because she says it in his voice. Country, yes, yes, Carol Baskins. <laughs> Hilarious, it's one of the best. <laughs> hey, Google Carol Baskins. I think that would be fun because some of my audience obviously would not know that I even own birds because I don't talk about them all the time. But I think people would find this very interesting. So, what are some of the other things that are just so funny that are really well known for each of our birds? But Telen said he should make one of those uh, all things with the recording box, but Osmo already is one of those <laughs> because she picks up so many things so quickly. She's picked up almost all of the regular birds' names now, hasn't she? She said them at one point, maybe not regularly, but I've heard her say Cairo. I've heard her say Gizmo. Yes. Yeah. Ed is crazy. And Bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. say she doesn't say quite the bit of stuff, but she's just, I don't know, she's always on the roll with something. And she's always trying to make everybody laugh. And I think that's what it is with her. When I first got her and she's talking away and when she makes something funny, we would laugh and she likes that interaction. So therefore, we have to start, keep going and to keep doing things funny to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Went with Bruce, like we were on live and then Bruce is, he could interact with her, no problem. Yeah. Right. right. The more he's laughing, the more she'll continue on what he's laughing about. Yeah. Even when she's threatening my life. <laughs> 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 that Google, I tell you. <laughs> I find that with Gizmo, he talks more now. He never used to. I think in the past he spoke for attention. That was the only way he could get it because he he was in a room on his own Uh and they would only spend a few minutes. So if he spoke really good, he'd get that interaction. And then when we got him, he was talking lows. But then he's kind of quietened down, but he will talk better now when I interact with him and he waits for my response. He really waits. And if I don't, then he gets a little sarcastic. (laughs) He says some cracking stuff mm. and new stuff every day. There's always something new with him. Yeah. Like you have no idea whether it's from us, from them, or if it's just from him. Yeah, he likes um, to remix things up. That's what we call it. Like when all of a sudden the word starts changing, like his noun name is Gibby. 
you know, <laughs> before I even did this today, he goes, you're fine. He says to me, you're fat. And then he says, but then after that, he was like, you're fire. Yeah, he said, you're fire to me too. He's like, you're yeah. fire. <laughs> but we don't talk like that. Don't know. <laughs> Swear he just like has it. And because sometimes he even leaves you a look after he says something like, what's your reaction yeah. to that? And then if you yeah. laugh, he's like, okay, that was funny. Yeah, these guys yeah. are so smart. They do. They that. are. That's what Cosmo does. She looks for your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> he could rhyme things. It's amazing. We've got a couple of videos where she started picking up happy. And then she started putting nappy on there. <laughs> are you happy when you're nappy? Right? So it's like so yeah. a whole smooth. I just can't think of it at the top of my head mm-hmm. right now. Sometimes they have like objects like Qbert has his little brush, which I love. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I could actually sit yeah. there and watch that for me too. <laughs> oh, it's a, come on over because that's what he's do probably doing right now. <laughs> and, and yeah, he'll do that. He'll uh, whistle while he's throwing it around. He'll bark at it and growl at it, but uh, he loves that freaking brush. <laughs> yeah, like the video where he used the brush to lock you out of the room. Yes. Oh, <laughs> have you guys seen that one yet? Oh, I don't know. I will have to show that one to you. That, jam the brush under the, between the carpet and the door from the inside. But after he did that, he sat there and was yelling, Daddy, Daddy. I just got home from work and was out helping my kids with their homework. And he's in his room. Like he knows the routine. I come home, I give him a treat. Then I take care of my unfeathered kids. He's like, oh, I get the treat first. I'm spoiled. But that day, you know, as soon as I walked in, my son needed help with some math homework or something. I went over, I was helping him and I just hear daddy, daddy. I'm like, all right, here, second Seamus. I go and I get him his walnut, go to push open the door. I'm like, it's stuck. And he's standing there at the foot of the door. We've got like the French doors with like little square windows. Yeah. And. I'm like, what the hell? And I look and I see the brush is jammed under there. I'm like, what? How did he do that? There's nobody else in that room. There was just him. Hell, even the budgies. I don't think we had the budgies at that point. <laughs> so I'm like, Hubert, move the brush. And he's looking at me. So I, and I told him the walnut. He's looking. He kind of lifts his dirty eyebrow at it. And I'm like, well, if you want it, you better move that brush. He kind of thinks about it for a second. He goes over, he grabs the brush and chucks it away. He gives me a look like, hmm. Fine. And <laughs> oh, did I seriously get pranked by a bird? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm like, this isn't right. They're <laughs> so smart. And we're only limited to what we saw on YouTube in the last 10 years to seeing other birds. And I think that these lives are showing more real time, how quick they're learning. The community gets to, to watch along with us because yep. we're reacting to new things and they're seeing how they're- fast. So there might be two lives and maybe something is said and then the birds are picking it up that fast and they're like holy smokes this is so cool versus like people can even change things or manipulate mm-hmm. it to look like they're moving faster or learning quicker um mm-hmm. but people are seeing real time on how intelligent these these birds are and not just the grays but just watching how each bird interacts like how Hubert is so fascinated by bird like the conure yeah. You know, he's like, oh yeah, there's other grays, but who's this colorful girl here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's a derpy eyed one, like the one out in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> That's her deal. Exactly. But it's funny how they can recognize that. Like you can see the mm-hmm. immediate change between yeah. birds and who's there. Yeah. There is an option for people to give us gifts. And I noticed that last month, 
Gizmo made quite a bit of money and he was able to buy his own UV light for the winter now. So, uh-huh. and, and what I love about our community also is that they always kind of even it out for each bird. They're yes, not I- like, oh, this is my favorite. Obviously, some people uh-huh. that don't know the rest of the, the birds will give their special gifts to their special birds. But a majority of the time, especially our community, will always eat uh-huh. for them, buy for them, buy for them. And I yeah. think that's beautiful too. I know, it's so cool. Any how- birds don't necessarily watching how much money they're cashing in is is nice it's nice for them yeah and like community is great because we never expect it we never say but people understand that they want to just support you know these birds and i think that's fun from just a community aspect of how much support Mm -hmm. you get and and it does help because going live like we're real human beings and we're giving a lot of our value and time doing this so just that support really does help keep us going and being able to Mm -hmm. contribute back more I would love for like for this to grow even more and be able to like, do bigger things, in person events, and being able to host on. or yeah, or have resources <laughs> or build a resource foundation or something that can help bring more value to our community for those that are donating toward it and be able to do more stuff. That would be really cool to see. And it's just the education as well. Mm-hmm. We're educating. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's well, like, like last night on your live, that person came in. My bird's beak is bleeding. Everybody's yeah. like. They did it with Gizmo with the onion. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're educating on not only rescuing, which is there's so many rescues, but also birds' health, what to eat, what not to eat. You know, birds don't talk constantly. Uh, <laughs> don't go out and buy birds because they they, they walk. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, they marched. That's his latest. Uh, oh, from Cairo. Oh. March, March. Yeah. Oh. March, March, March. That's a good um, Yeah. Even birds don't walk, they do not. <laughs> oh man you'll you have to make sure to tag cairo in that that's far yeah i didn't know that was a cairo thing yeah no well, yeah. i, thought, well, I thought he was just being funny with me like not they march <laughs> forever gone march 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 that's so cool yeah so they do pick things up i didn't no. even know that a lot yeah. of times i'll pick things up and i don't really realize until i look back like he said i'm gonna steal your woman or whatever it's because the day either the day before or the two days before we were talking about cubert and yeah. um because you know a lot of sometimes cosmo's <laughs> the only girl bird on the internet and we're like oh cubert watch out they're gonna steal your girl or steal yeah, your woman steal yeah <laughs> and he picked it up just like that yeah that was like when he first said it, i was like i never said that i put that in the chat in the comment yeah. of that video i'm like I, this was not me. That <laughs> <laughs> was so great. Hubert heard that and he got upset. He was literally upset. And that's another thing when people, you'll get people come in, they're like, oh, just mimicking. And I understand it because I, to some degree, I knew they were really intelligent. I didn't know how much, and I really don't think you can until you've lived with one. Even watching them in the lives, you get some idea, but you guys know, and that moment of, oh my God, this, this animal is smarter than a lot of people. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> they, these birds are smarter than a lot of people that I know. Yep. <laughs> and not only just like intelligence, but emotionally, how they, they read how you're feeling, they try and cheer you up, mm-hmm. but they're not just mimicking. They're talking and learning. Sometimes they're just randomly saying words. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Too, yeah. But other times they are legit. I've seen them have conversations you know, to the point where it can't just be a coincidence that they bounce exactly. right back and forth off of each other. There's no way. 
it was, if it was one bird doing that, you could say, oh, you're hitting a slot machine. But when you're watching the birds respond in context to each other yes. during a live stream, no, they, there's no way that's just happenstance. Exactly. Yeah, like that one time, Hubert did something. I can't remember what it was. And then there's Cosmo. Oh, it's okay. It's yep. okay. And I, he fell off the, he, he fell off his perch. Yeah. And Cosmo's like, are you okay? And then he flies back up and it's like, what in the world is going on here? No wonder. Yeah. 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 He does it even at the humans at home here. Like, I'm telling you, people don't realize that these birds do have empathy. Very much. I'm a firm believer now that all animals do just because the parrots can talk and show that expression by verbally doesn't mean that the other animals can't. Right. Mm-hmm. They- so I know uh, there's been a, quite a few times a uh, human interaction. Uh, there was one time my mom was sick. We we're out. So I dropped her off at home. She came in, went to the bathroom, got sick. She come out and Cosmos, are you okay, nanny? Nanny sick. <laughs> oh, nanny sick. Right. Uh-huh. Now there's a thing with another animal, a cat. I'm brushing him out. He hates getting brushed out. Cosmos making fun of him because the cat's like, right? And Cosmos, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> mocking him, right? And then I hit a spot what hurt the cat. All of a sudden, Cosmos stopped making fun. It's okay, buddy. It needs to be done, she says. Wow. Um, it's not like they're just picking up empathy for us humans. Right. But it's no. for other animals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. With his guinea pigs. He blows kisses at his guinea pigs and it's funny because his guinea pigs look like half of his stuffed animals that he likes to attack, but it got really cold last winter. So we moved uh, the guinea pigs into uh, Hubert's room just because we already had the, the good heater in there for him. And and he'd go and land on their uh, kitty swimming pool for him to be able to run laps around in some exercise since it's a small room. Yeah, and he just go land on it and like just watch him and like little kisses at him. It's weird. It's like he knows the difference between his stuffed animals and you know, real ones yeah. to where he's not going to fly down and attack them. To yep. if anybody's owned guinea pigs, they know they're pretty skittish around anything, especially a mm-hmm. big bird that looks at them. They're thinking you know, this is a hawk. They don't know it's a parrot, vegetarian. Right? And so at first they were terrified of him, but now, nope. They just kind of look up at them like, hey, dude, what's up? And just go back yeah. to doing what they're doing. Exactly. I think like Gizmo, he, he gets along with our, our dog, really, because they they will walk on the ground together by each other. But it was funny. One day uh, something happened and uh, I think Bean was just going kind of crazy by his cage. And he's like, what are you doing down there, dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, But I was like, what the heck? I've never heard him. They dog. But it's funny how like they don't need to know that. They just see us, how we interact Maybe what we've mentioned in the past. So they're learning that like a, a person would. Yeah. Like you don't have to be like, this is dog. They would just like see how you're interacting and you would know. And it's just so cool how smart they are, but how much that they've been driving these communities and helping people. And I'm really excited to see how this goes and that we're continuously building. And I really feel like that we could build something bigger like for resources for people. And, and I love that a lot of our community members don't even have birds themselves, which is yeah, super cool. But they just yeah, like we're part of it. There's a Kayla that uh, just got a uh, cockatiel the other day, and kind of walked her through. She's like, "Yo, she does is sit there and hiss at me." And she sent me a video with the tips that we all gave her. 
Vesper's already stepping up for three days in, right? I think she said she had a cockatoo or something like when she was a kid, but uh, it's like first a bird is an adult and already this bird's, you know, bonding with her. And so that's why I like doing this is the education. And then, yeah, the mental health stuff too. Inbox is full of messages from people. Thank you so much for doing these. It, it helps you know, my anxiety, the depression, whatever mental health issue that these people have. And that's great. Granted, it, it, it's fun. I'm not going to lie. Like part of the reason why I do it is just merely for the laughs of watching these birds interact. But yeah, that, that's a very cool bonus to see messages like that for people. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do the live tonight. You have to run back and forth between the two rooms and adjust the camera every five seconds and make sure I'm yeah. everybody in there. But then I'm like, if I don't, they're not only the birds going to be disappointed, but the people that like to watch are going to be disappointed too. It's the motivation to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It really is. If it was just for the entertainment of it, it'd be like, I've got other things I can do tonight. And there's been times where I've thought that it's like, no. Well, we, even if it's a quick live, at least get on there so everybody can see their birds. You know, a lot yeah. of them start to think of our birds as theirs, which is cool. You know, how many super fans of Cosmo or Ismo or, or Qbert are out there that you know, they're concerned you know, it's their bird too. They just might be you know, 10,000 miles away, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm a great coming on live, I get, is Cosmo okay? Yeah. 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 We yep. get invites to Bruce's live, like. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I, yeah, there's sometimes where I'm like, should I even bother to invite Kyle and Emily? Because I know that if Cosmo's live when Qbert's not, there's been days where I'm going to open up. I'm 57 notifications. That's only been an hour since I've been on there. And 35 of them are invites to Cosmo because she's live. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, where's Cuber? Cosmo's asking for Cuber. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really good point because outside of the bird community, some people feel like they don't have a place because somebody's already doing something that they're wanting to do. And the birds are a good example. They're all grays talking, right? But they all have their own personality mm -hmm. and, and everybody want to follow all of them. Whereas mm -hmm. people that are listening, they might be just enjoying this because they want to hear about birds, but... What you could take away from this is that regardless of the content you want to do, even if a thousand people are already doing it, you have a place. Those same people who enjoy all those other thousand will enjoy you as well. And you get to grow from the people that are already doing it. So I always tell people like you have your own voice, you have your own message, regardless of if it's similar to somebody else's, share it. Don't be afraid to go down there and your communities will come. And just because somebody follows somebody similar doesn't mean they're not going to follow you too. That's just how it works. I always like to bring things back around. And uh, I love to everybody to be able to tell people where they can follow each of these birds. Cindy, do you want to start? How can people follow Cosmo? You can follow Cosmo on YouTube, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. And she's under the same name, Cosmo the Funny Ferret. <laughs> I love that. And where can we find Qbert, Bruce? So Qbert's on uh, Instagram and TikTok, uh, Qbert underscore the underscore gray. And that's G-R-E-Y, the proper way of spelling it. <laughs> and then on YouTube, he is a bad gamer, good bird. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and how about people? We are on Instagram as Gizmo the Great Bird, same way as Bruce spells it. And I study YouTube as well, and it's the same, Gizmo the Great Bird, 
On TikTok, it is Emily's Flock or Gizmo's Got Me Hostage, which I'm <laughs> waiting until the fifth until I can change my actual username. Yeah. So I'm actually going to change it. He's completely taken over my account now. Yep. Uh, I'm going to name it up. You know, say goodbye, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then, then Emily can get her account. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll have yeah. your backup account. I can go back to my drunk talk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So for anybody listening to this podcast right now, you could go to the description notes and I have all the links that you can click right now to all their channels. Please give them a follow and come and check out our lives. Pretty much you can catch us daily. Even if one of us isn't live, chances are somebody from the group is live. Mm -hmm. So you can almost catch us every single day. So make sure you follow them. I'm going to throw a couple links to some of the other birds that are part of our group as well. So that way you could check them out. And see what they're doing, but take notes of how the Spurred community is building a solid foundation of a community because that's what you need to take notes of. And I appreciate every one of you listening in every week. And thanks for listening to BizTalk for TikTok. Bruce and Cindy, thank you so much for your time and jumping. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, this, is, <laughs> yeah this is awesome. Thank you.